Welcome to the Israel Daily News Podcast. I'm your host, Shanna Fold, and I'm here to get you caught up quickly. I've got some top news stories for you today from Israel, and guess what? You're listening, so you're already on top of your game. Survive and thrive, people. Knowledge is the best weapon. Today is Thursday, August 17th, twenty. 23 in the Gregorian calendar, and the 30th of Av, 5783 in the Hebrew calendar. Thank you all for the warm messages encouraging me to enjoy the time with my mom. She's currently taking a nap while I record this show for you all. I think they've been working her too hard in New York City, and she'll just have to come and stay with me and rest and repair. Then stay tuned for the end of the show where I'll rev up your engine, which is your soul, with a few words of Torah from a rabbi who has revealed himself as a longtime daily listener of the Israel Daily News podcast and has been offering us little clips and snippets week over week. Now, let's get to the news. The IDF is taking some unusual steps by publicly penalizing two top naval officers, both with the rank of brigadier general. One is the second in command for the Navy's reserves unit. It's all over their refusal to respond to call-ups in protest of the government's judicial overhaul policy. The IDF is typically cautious about publicly shaming individuals who refuse service, even if they faced a dismissal or a penalty. The officers' service refusals were due to their objections against the disputed judicial legislation that is currently underway here in Israel. The intention of the reform is to remove powers from the judiciary. Critics say this will take away Israel's court's independence, but supporters say that it's been too long that the courts have overarching decision-making in the country. One of the officers' service was suspended after speaking to the Navy chief, while the other is set to have a similar conversation soon. The fact that this decision was put out into the public might be in response to pressure from the government to address the growing numbers of individuals quitting the service and not showing up for reserve duty. I would like to know what you all think of this because there's two sides to the coin. There are people that say that the only way to truly make a stand is by working the channels through the military. That's going to be one of the only ways to shake things up. And there are other people that say there should not be a crossover. If you are on reserve duty, if you are protecting and serving the country, you should do so without any qualifiers. The upcoming launch of Tel Aviv's new light rail is scheduled to begin this Friday in certain spots. But people are raging over the fact that the rail will only operate for 45 minutes on Saturday evenings due to Shabbat restrictions. Jews don't operate vehicles or ride in them on the Sabbath, though many secular Israelis, especially living in the center of the country in Tel Aviv and the surrounding suburb areas, do not observe that law. The first Saturday train ever will run at 9.30 p.m. in Petach Tikva, and end at 10.13 p.m., with the full route from Petach Tikva to Bat Yam operating until 10.45. That is basically north to south. Several organizations are planning disruptions and demonstrations to demand more weekend service. 
Future extensions of the rail's operation are being considered, but daylight savings time changes might only affect the starting time, not the end time. That's that's what we are understanding, that when the sun sets a little earlier, the trains will begin earlier, but they're not going to go much later. Activists and local residents frustrated by the limited weekend service are planning protests and disruptions during the launch of it. The official launch ceremony is set to include prominent government officials. The red line has been delayed for two years since it was supposed to launch in 2021, which is laughable, by the way, because in some parts it's very developed and in some parts, right, it's just not at all. It looks like a a mound of dirt. The light rail is expected to give transportation to 228 million travelers a year with three lines stretching for 90 kilometers through 14 cities with 139 total stops. And in case you're not familiar with the area, you've got Tel Aviv in the center, you've got Petak Tikva to the north, and you've got Bat Yam to the south. And these are sort of suburbs of Tel Aviv. So the idea is to connect people from the suburbs of Tel Aviv right to the city center so that... People can commute in and out and not need to live in the expensive, bustling city of Tel Aviv. It's kind of like people commuting and traveling into Manhattan from the Bronx, Brooklyn, Queens. That's where I'm from. I'm a Queens girl. I hope you enjoyed this transportation story. A Jerusalem market vendor is under arrest for allegedly scamming an American tourist out of nearly 2000 U.S. dollars for an ashtray. The vendor initially offered it for $8,000 after providing it to the victim, a woman in her 60s, who was smoking near his shop. When she declined it due to the high price, the vendor came up with a scheme offering her the ashtray for free and then proposing a a cash advance of around $650, processing this as a credit card transaction for the ashtray. However, he charged her more than a thousand bucks on top of that cost. The victim filed a complaint with the police, leading to the vendor's arrest. An officer stressed that the authorities' commitment to pursuing scammers and holding them accountable is real and that they're coming out to defend tourists against people that are not doing the right thing. Now, if you're a little bit confused about this, I'll admit I'm confused too. I read as much about it as I could. I'm not exactly sure how this guy hustled the woman into agreeing to swipe her credit card for 650 US dollars, but he did. And then he charged her more than that. At the end of the day, this is wrong. And we have to remember that we always have to be honest in business. If you're listening to this, I hope that you're honest in your business today. Google Israel is settling a class action lawsuit from 2022. They'll agree to a 12 million U.S. dollar payout to users of the Google Play app who purchased automatically renewed subscriptions between 2010 and 2022 without realizing it. The lawsuit recognized as a class action in 2022, so originally it was a lawsuit and then it became a class action lawsuit years later, was filed by Mordechai Malachi, who claimed that Google allowed automatic billing of subscriptions without informing users and did not allow easy cancellation. And even if you asked for a cancellation or a refund, you couldn't get it through their app store. The settlement requires Google to clarify automatic renewal terms and offer a 55% refund to users who were affected. Mordechai will also receive compensation and his attorney will receive fees as well. Google Israel states they have made changes to how users cancel subscriptions. 
I think it's very important that individuals do things like this, like file a class action lawsuit, file a lawsuit that could turn into a class action lawsuit because so many of us are busy. We give up on the little things and they slip through the cracks. And these are things that corporations need to be held responsible for. Let me know what you think. If you have been thinking about supporting the Israel Daily News podcast, you can buy a surprise gift box for yourself or anyone you know with Hasod. And that way you'll be able to send a contribution straight to the Israel Daily News podcast. And in return, you'll get some local handmade treats from the Holy Land. I love working with Hasod because I get to taste and touch all of the products and I decide what I want the listeners to have. I try to get you the best things. I also love it because it's a modern taste of Israel. Local artists who are making amazing bowls, chocolates, candies, wines, bracelets, bags, shops, you name it. I'm in love with all of these products, especially the ceramics. If you want to get a summer box or a Welcome to Israel box, both of these are amazing boxes that I set up. The summer box and the Welcome to Israel box. Or you can get a Support the Show box, which in, in the Support the Show box, more of your purchase goes to the Israel Daily News podcast. Enter the coupon code SHANA10 in all capital letters, and you'll get a 10% discount for the box. And of course, whatever purchases at hasodstore.com that come via the Israel Daily News podcast go right straight back into the podcast. I use all of that money to continue producing the show and to make it better. That is hasodstore.com. We have our own page called Israel Daily News Favorites, or you can just click on the link in the show notes. It'll take you right there. I also want to thank all of you for your interest in Israeli affairs, Israeli politics, our world politics. I also want to thank all of you who personally finance and fund the Israel Daily News podcast with monthly contributions. Thank you so much. You can support us by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Two, you can share the show with a friend. And three, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at IsraelDaily.News, as well as Shana Fold. My name has two N's in it, and I'm very sensitive about that. You can also find us on Twitter at Israel Podcast. All right, now following a couple of stories about scammers, I have something positive for my English speakers here in Israel. This got me excited. Bank Leumi is set to launch its first ever English version of its app next week, making it the first bank in Israel to provide app services in English. Customers will be able to access their account information and perform various actions in English, including checking account updates, credit card charges, currency rates, transferring money, and ordering credit cards. This move is part of the bank's broader effort to enhance customer experience, which includes services like Banker on Zoom for virtual meetings with personal bankers, extended customer service hours, quick problem resolution, and more. Bank Lumi is also developing a new website for business, which will also offer an English version. This is just fantastic news, in my opinion. One of my most hated and most difficult experiences here is banking in Hebrew. I've made so many mistakes when doing transfers. Sometimes I, I've done conversions that were I sent money to the wrong place. Sometimes I need to print out documents or get information, and it's very stressful. This is going to solve a lot of problems for people like myself, and I do hope that other banks in Israel will catch up soon. So congratulations. 
Maccabi Haifa, the soccer team, has secured a spot in the third round of the European Union Champions League competition. Despite initially falling behind 1-0, Maccabi Haifa managed to come back with goals from two members, sending the game into overtime. Two red cards for Sheriff players gave Maccabi Haifa an advantage. I would tell you the names of these boys, but they're all difficult names in Arabic, Jewish names, Israeli names, Russian names, and some names that I did not recognize, could not pronounce them. I hope that at least gives you an idea as to how diverse these Israeli teams are. This win propels Maccabi Haifa toward the playoff round and a potential return to the Champions League group stages. If they don't succeed, they'll still get a chance to play in either the Europa League or the Conference League. All the respect goes to these young men who are working hard to advance in the name of Israel. We hope that you succeed. Archaeologists excavating the Bronze Age Acropolis at Tel Shimron in northern Israel have discovered a 4,000-year-old mud brick arch that leads to a monumental archway. The massive building housing the arch is mysterious and has walls up to 4 meters thick. The arch is wildly perfectly preserved after nearly 4,000 years and is a rare architectural feature in the Levant region. The purpose of the arch and the building remains unknown. The site dates back to around 1800 to 1750 BCE and may have had some religious or even cult-like function. Experts believe this because there was a room found in a corridor on the way to the arch and that room had 30,000 animal bones in there which are likely bones from animal sacrifice. Which, by the way, Jews do not do animal sacrifice today. We pray instead of doing sacrifice. Pretty fascinating stuff. I, I love these archaeological stories, especially when it comes from the Holy Land. And now for a Torah thought as we inch closer to the weekend, all the way from Oswego, New York, here's Rabbi Madvig with something moving. We are now entering the Hebrew month of Elul. And Elul is a month of preparation, a month of reckoning and accounting. What are we preparing for? Exactly one month from now is the brand new year, and we want to start off the year properly. So we take this month and make an accounting for ourselves. So just like in the material world, you have a businessman that have to make an accounting every so often of their finances, of the business, how it's going... And, you know, if they want to, they want the business to run properly and make a profit, they have to do that every so often. So the same thing is in our spiritual service. Throughout the year, we're dealing with learning Torah and doing commandments and doing good deeds and developing our good character traits. And in the month of Elul, it's the month where every single person takes an accounting depending on their abilities. You know, whether you're a scholar or a businessman young or old, it doesn't matter. You take an accurate accounting, spiritually, of everything that occurred during the course of the year. Everyone has to know what their good qualities of their divine service are so they can strengthen them. And you also have to know what are your deficiencies, what are you lacking, so that you can correct them. And through this kind of preparation, we will merit to have a good and sweet new year, both materially and spiritually. Chodesh Tov. Have a good month, and Shabbat Shalom. All right. Well, that is it 
for today's show. Today is Thursday, August 17th, 2023. Tel Aviv has a low of 27 degrees Celsius and a high of 31 degrees. That's 80 degrees Fahrenheit for the low, going up to 88 degrees for the high. Subscribe to the Israel Daily News Podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're hearing it from. We are everywhere. Don't forget to sign up to our Israel Weekly News Wrap. It's a newsletter with the top five stories coming out of Israel from throughout the week. You can sign up for that at IsraelDaily.News. A big thank you goes out to our social media director, Michelle Milner. I'll send you off today with a song called Shabbatot Vechagim by Ya'ara Sholian that translates to weekends and holidays if you want to put it in english she's a powerful singer here in israel i love all of her songs enjoy this hit have a great and productive day and an excellent weekend shabbat shalom everyone Thank you.